That's into right field. Long run for Pilar. And Pilar all out into foul territory to make the play. Bogarts with a drive out to right field. Judges back on it, and that one's gone. Against all odds, here's a high fly ball driven deep to right. Verdugo back to the pen. Leaps up. He caught it. He caught the ball. He took it back. And I will keep on waiting for a better day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pesky Pole Podcast. My name is Robert, your host of this amazing show. We got a great one here for you today. And joining me, absolutely nobody. All right, I had I had a full plan to have somebody on, and they completely ducked out on me last minute. It it sucks, but I was really waiting for them for like two hours, and they never showed up. All right, so I had to wait till after I was done with work. I'm recording this right now at twelve fifty six in the morning on Sunday. You guys should be seeing this at noon. Or later in the day on Sunday, I will watch it with you guys. How you guys doing today? I never asked. How you guys doing today? I really appreciate you guys swinging by and reviewing some Red Sox news with me. So without further ado, let's get right into it. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. I'd say expect around 30 minutes or so because, like I said, I'm just by myself. And when I'm by myself, I don't have stuff to like bounce off other people. You guys know how it is. It kind of sucks. I try and limit these episodes as much as possible, but... Sometimes it's going to happen, you know? Sometimes I just can't get a guest in. So, that being said, YouTube, you guys get to see this beautiful face. As is every week, make sure you hit that subscribe button and that notification bell so you guys know every time your favorite idiot or half of God's perfect idiots, if you know, you know, R.I.P. No, not R.I.P. I miss Ari. All right, I miss him. Uh, Spotify and iTunes gang, I never forget about you guys. How are you guys doing today? I never really ask guys that that much. Right now, though, our Spotify numbers are blowing up. And thank you guys so much for that. All right, we have more views on Spotify halfway through this month than we did in the entirety of January. And in the entirety of January, we had more views than I had in December, November, October, and September combined. So we are absolutely killing the game. I want to get to 300, and I think we'll get there easily, but I want to get to 300 views or listens on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play for the month of February. And I think we can do it. So if you guys are listening and you do like the content, just hear me out. Listen to some of our other episodes where I have some guests on. If you like the content, refer refer to a friend that you know loves loves some baseball. I loves talking about baseball. If you guys can do that for me, that would mean the absolute world to me. Without further ado, let's get right into the news. Now, I don't know if you guys knew, but we had kind of a very, very big thing Happened in the happened to our team. All right, I've been calling for this for months now. We finally got rid of Andrew Benintendi. Now, I know I was super harsh and super critical of his performance in 2020. And when Adam was on the show, he was right. A lot of people had terrible 2020 seasons, and I get that. His was just abysmal to what we were expecting his potential to be. And apparently the Red Sox thought the same thing because they traded him for somebody who is kind of in the same spot as him. Someone same age, same contract situation, who had a really bad 2020 season. And got tr- basically it was a one-for-one swap 
we got a guy named a pitcher named John Winnikowski, something along those lines, minor league guy who I want to get on the show, but of course doesn't have an Instagram, so I can't contact him. And three players to be named later. So in reality, we got one player who's in the same situation as Andrew Benintendi, plus one pitching prospect, plus three other players to help replenish the farm system. It was a five for one, guys. A five for one. That's really not an offer for a, that you can refuse for a guy who just batted 103 last year. You know, you had to fake an injury for him so you can have him not play the last 15 games and ruin his stock even more. It was a decision that needed to be done, and especially if you can get this much value. Yes, we weren't getting the big-name player that we really wanted, but getting five players for Andrew Benintendi, I will take that. You know, I... This happened 10 minutes after I hit the hit the stop record button on Tuesday. 10, or Wednesday, Wednesday. This happened 10 minutes after I hit the stop record button. It was terrible, and I hated it. I hated that it happened right after, and I couldn't just break the news while I was doing the, while I was doing the podcast. But what are you going to do, you know? It gives me more time to collect my thoughts and really tell you guys what I'm thinking. Here's the thing, though. Frenchy Cordero, okay? Let's take a look at Andrew Benintendi real quick. Now, Andrew Benintendi, before this year, decent hitter, nothing crazy. Decent power, nothing too crazy. Decent speed, good, but not good enough to be a leadoff guy. Decent fielding, you know, could hold his own, but wasn't like anywhere near JBJ. Andrew Benintendi was somebody who was just a balanced guy. He didn't excel in, in any little thing. He was just there. You know, he was balanced and everything. He didn't really have a weakness to his game besides obviously hitting in the last year. But other than that, he really didn't have a weakness to his game. He was just all around. With Franchi Cordero, right, and I've done my research, he's a decent fielder, just like Ben Tenney. He's decent. Nothing crazy. Nothing that you're going to be like, oh, my God, that's JBJ level. Nothing along those lines, you know. His contact's okay, just like Ben Tenney. He had a bad year in 2020, and... Like I said, the Royals should have traded him, maybe given him a change of scenery to see what would happen. Same as Benintendi. But this dude's got some power to his game. All right, he hit the second longest home run of 2019. Right, dude's got some pop if he can really get some good contact on the ball. Another thing, he's got speed. He has crazy speed. Let me just pull up some numbers if I can find them. French Cordero stats, because I believe that he had like a really good amount of steals for the Royals. And plus, he was only with the Royals for what, one year? Yeah, one year. All right. Then in, in 2020, he only played 16 games. In 2019, he only played nine games. So he's really been out of it the past couple years. But yeah, from what I've seen, he's got some good speed to him. You know, never really been a crazy hitter, 236 career. Right, 433 slugging. Never been a crazy hitter. Let's go down to his defense. Let's see what his defense is looking like. Fielding percentage of a 949. So once again, nothing too crazy. All right. The thing is, this guy is just Benny with some strengths to it. All right. He's not. He's not bad. He's really not. Like I said, a 236 batting average. All right. And if we look at Boston.com, right. He signed with the Padres in 2011 and made his debut in 2012. I believe he was only 16 at that time, right? He's 
I don't know what else to tell you guys. I haven't done a lot of research on the pitcher that they got or the people that they could possibly have for a player to be named later. But, I mean, the the one thing with, with him is he's just been injured too much, all right? He was injured in 2018. He only played like nine games in 2019. And then 2020, he only played like 15 games. You know, he hasn't really... Yeah. In... um. 2018, he only played 40 games. In 2019, he only played nine games. And in 2020, he only played 16 games. Dude's been injury plagued. All right, and that's obviously another knock against him. But like I said, I do like this trade. Are any of these players in a regular season really better than Benny? I would say no. I would say Cordero in a regular season wouldn't be better than Benny. But to get five players... Five of them for a guy who just hit 103, I will happily take any single day of the week. Now, please, guys, shower it with comments. I know you guys show a ton of love to the Instagram page. I love you guys for that. And I want you guys to keep showing me love on that Instagram page. But let me know. Is it worth Was five players for Andrew Benintendi worth it? If not, explain to me why, and I will get back to you on that I promise okay next along with that right we had um, somebody signed Marvin Gonzalez three uh, one year three million dollar deal he is 31 years old and he's more of an infielder which really which really doesn't help the um, Kike Hernandez Michael Chavis situation that we're looking at who's gonna play outfield who's gonna play infield this guy looks like George Moore, just a backup infield guy. This article from ESPN says Gonzalez spent the past two seasons with the Twins. He hit 211 with five runs and 22 RBIs last year. Right. So once again, somebody with not a great season. Before his stint in Minnesota, when he played seven seasons with the Astros, he hit 303 with 23 homers and 90 RBIs. He was obviously part of that 2017 Astros World Series team. I do like that he's a switch hitter too. Right. Um, and it says here he's known for his defensive versatility. Gonzalez played first base, second base, third base, and right field for the Twins last season. So we need we need some guy to come in here every third day, give somebody a day off. All right, Bobby Dahlbeck needs a rest day. Cool. Marwin Gonzalez can go play first. Chavis can go play first. Right. Chavis needs a rest day at second. Cool. Gonzalez can play second, or um, Kike Hernandez can play second, or uh, who am I forgetting? Our our Uz can play second. You know, we got we got just so many so much versatility for core to work with now that we have Marwan Gonzalez. So I really did like that signing. I really, really did. You know, we just need versatility at this point. We're not looking to compete, guys. If you thought we were gonna go out here and get a star, you're sadly mistaken. Right? We were nowhere near that sort of star potential, and we just had to be upfront with it. You know, there's there's no way we were going to be able to get to that star potential, sadly. I know it sucks, but we'll figure it out. All right. People keep asking, oh, we should if we we're going to trade Benny or if we're going to trade somebody like Chavis, we need to get a star. No, we really don't. All right. Right now we are in the point where we need to save money and we need to not waste players' primes. All right. Which is why I was very shocked when JD accepted his player option and was coming back. I thought J.D. at this point in his career would want to go play for a contender, and I wouldn't have been mad for it, at him if 
at, at him if you want to go play for a contender. You know, that's the business. As a free agent, you get to decide where you want to go. If you don't want to be loyal, you don't have to be loyal. It's really that simple. So, you know, we're, we're just in a point where we can't waste players' primes. I'm just looking right now we're not wasting sales prime because he's injured. We're not really wasting Erod because he's somewhat injured too. Um, Xander and Devers still have some years under him that we don't have to worry about wasting these. Same with Verdugo. All right, JDJ, I don't like them signing back because we'll just be wasting more of his prime. You know, these players that are right in their prime need to go out and compete for championships. Right, They need to go out and make them the big bucks and go really make a difference to an MLB team. Right now, our team isn't that. We won't be that for a while. All right, I'm saying our championship window is going to be 2023 to 2024. That's what it's going to be. All right, So we have to wait probably one more year of sucking for 2021. 2022 will be either just right outside the playoffs or wildcard team. And then 2023 and 2024, championship contenders. And then 2025, 2026, playoff teams. 2027, rebuild. It's about how I see it going right now. Of course, it's way far away and obviously can't predict the future. Maybe they go on and pull a Miami Marlins and just go all the way to the second round this year. Who knows? You know, you can't predict You can't predict stuff like that. So that's just my best guess. But speaking of trade possibilities, right? There are rumors going around that Michael Chavis is being heavily shopped around the league. But the asking price is insanely high. Now, the real question here is, is the asking price insanely high for prospects or is it for star players? Because if, if it's for prospects, then I don't like it. And, and I'm sorry. See, when I do these episodes and I'm sitting here talking by myself, I ramble too much and I lose what I'm saying. If it's for a star player, I don't like it. All right, right now we don't need stars. Like I said, we don't need star players. We just got A star player isn't going to make us championship contender. Two-star players, maybe. If we were to go out and trade, like, Chavis and uh, Cassis and Mata for two-star players, we could easily do that. You know, but that that would make us championship contender. One pitcher and one second baseman, if we go out and trade for that. That could really make us a contender, but coming from where Haim has come from, we all know he ain't doing that. He's not going to sit here and trade away our future for guys who are going to be here for a year or two. All right. But the Chavis price is insanely high asking. And we all get that. We don't want Chavis gone. Chavis is great. I can't even put a position on him right now because technically he's a first baseman, but he's played second base. He's played right field. He's played everywhere. Uh, left field, not right field. Because right? that was weird in 2020 looking out and saying, Chavis, why why are you there? You know, we had a lot of those moments. I don't know. You guys need to let me know in the comments like what you guys are thinking through all this, right? Because like I said, when I do these episodes, and I hate doing these episodes by myself, I got really no one to talk to. We're about 14 minutes in right now, and I'm like halfway through my news. You know, and that was really the big news. Because there's only so much I could say about the interdependent trade, you know? I have a lot of opinions on them, but with me just talking about myself, those opinions are done within five minutes. It sucks. The question here, we just got rid of an outfielder and got one in return, but we don't know how good he's going to be. The question is, do we sign back JBJ? A lot of people are saying maybe, 
and they are very, very down for that. And sorry about the background noise if you hear that. Right? A lot of people are maybe down for getting JBJ back. I'm not. Like I said, this man really has his, his prime. He's 31 now. He still has a lot of good years. I would say three to four good years before he starts regressing. Right? Even if he never gets a swing back, he's still got an insane defense that any team would want. And defense wins your championships. Right? But JBJ went out and he posted a picture of him, Benny, and uh, Mookie. Right? And it just, the, all the caption was three bumblebees. And obviously the three bees referring to Bradley, Betts, and Ben Attendi. They're all gone now. Let's let's take let's take a look back. All right, 2017. 2017, the year gets started, and those three dumb outfielders decide that they want to make something make something their own for games. Right, and it got so popular it was an MLB for almost every team. Right, the three outfielders go together and bow. They go ah, da, da. Spotify just don't ask what I just did. YouTube just it's one a.m. Ignore that. Right, they did their thing, and then they let one of them dance. You know, and it was fun. It was fun to watch him do that, right? Sadly, good times have to come to an end. We watched the first fees fall in February of last year when Mookie got traded. And that was actually, hold on, Benintendi got traded on the 11th of February, right? To stay Sunday the 14th. Saturday is the 13th. I uh, know the 10th. He was traded on the 10th of February. Wait, let me just look up what day Mookie was traded. Because that, that would be funny if Mookie was traded on the same day as Benintendi. Oh, my God. It actually was. Oh, my God. It actually was. Holy. Just to make sure. Benintendi. Benintendi was traded, I believe, yeah, it had to be on Wednesday because that was the day I recorded the podcast, so that was the day late. And today's the 14th, Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there who has somebody, you know. Your boy, not not so lucky right now. He ain't, he ain't that lucky. All right, hopefully you guys have more luck than I do right now. But we'll, we'll see. Um, so Sunday's the 14th. Saturday's the 13th. Friday's the 12th. Yep. There's exactly one year timeline. Right? We trade Mookie on February 10th. We continue to suck for the rest of the year because obviously we don't have our star player that, you know, drove us to being a barely playoff team or just outside of the playoff team. We go through the year. We suck. We're terrible. Robert Stock is pitching. Right? It sucks. We go through the offseason. Jackie Bradley Jr. basically puts out the tweet saying, thank you for everything, blah, blah, blah. Had his victory lap around Fenway, if you will. And now, one year later exactly, Benny's gone. You know? A lot of fond memories, right, that we're going to live with forever. Us Red Sox fans. We're going to live with those moments forever. Of Benny making that diamond catch. Of Mookie. Blasting home runs. Chris Sale making Manny Machado propose. Of the outfielders sitting there dancing. Dustin Pedroia making gold golf plays for 10 years. 
second base. David Ortiz hitting a ball into the bullpen and Torrey Hunter flying head over heels over the fence. All right, if you're my age, we had a lot of great memories over the past decade. And you know, this Benintendi trade, I feel, was really the death of that, of all those moments. All right. For the people born, I'd say in between like 97 and 03. Oh, two. It's just it's just an end to that era that we grew up on, the twenty tens, right? Koji getting thrown up into the air after getting the final strikeout in the 20, 2013 World Series, right? It's it's just all of that. Like with this Benny trade, really just signified that we've grown up. Everything's gone now. Everything's changed. We have to make new memories. And I think we're well on the road to making some pretty damn good memories. But at this point, we just got to let that pass go. We got to let Ben Intendi go. We got to let him do his thing. We got to let Mookie go. And he's going to do great things, as he's already proven. He can already win one. And he's going to win more. Because now they – I'll get into it later, but ugh, it sucks. All right. Going – Speaking of one of the guys I was talking about, David Ortiz had an interview with the Boston Globe. And he was quoted saying, we used to want to develop great hitters. Now it's all strikeouts with some home runs and it's straight up, I'm going to guess he dropped an F-bomb here, boring. If you can bet in Vegas that the next hitter was going to strike out, you take it every time. Ortiz was acknowledged acknowledged that he was upset with himself when he struck out a hundred times this season a few different times during his career. We used to be criticized for taking big swings in certain situations, he told Abraham. Now all they want every time. It's hard for me, you know? Strikeouts last year were 26%. That means if you were to sit back, right, you turn on the TV and let's say it's Tigers v. Orioles, right? If you're watching a Tigers v. Orioles game, there's a one in four chance that you're going to watch that player strike out. And that's up from 21% in 2010. That's that's actually something. Um, oh, and he also talked about being recovered from sh- the shooting in June of 2019. He said, I have one more surgery at the end of this month to fix a hernia, but other than that, I'm fine. So David Ortiz is 100% recovered from that shooting, but... Anyway, this this brings up a really big issue. Are we striking out too much looking for the long ball? Are we playing too much Yankees ball? The answer is yes. All right, there's so much more to the game than just home runs. I know the casual fan, it looks like that's all that's all they want is just big plays, home runs, diving catches, leaping grabs, insane strikeout pitches, you know. And now hitters are really starting to adapt that. The Giancarlo Stanton's, the Aaron Judges. It's what they're adapting now. Home run or bust. I'm going to hit it as far as possible. Right? doesn't matter if there's a guy on second. Screw situational baseball. I'm going to hit the ball as far as I freaking can. That's, that's going to kill a team. Anybody that's played baseball at a high school level or above knows that if you have a runner on second, and there's less than two outs, you need to hit that ball to the right side of the field. 
Because even if you hit a ground ball, you're at least doing something productive and advancing that runner 90 feet. Everyone knows that. Now we've gotten to a day and age where they're like, screw that. I'm just going to try and hit the ball far. You know? Situational baseball isn't a thing anymore. There are very few players in the league that really have that situational baseball aspect. And those are either great players who know their power but can still control that power or really bad pl- or really bad hitters, a.k.a. your JBJs. All right, JBJs know he's not hitting it over the fence. He knows he's not hitting it for a triple in the gap. He'd rather just hit it to the right side to make sure he can get that guy over. If you run around first with one out or less, you need to make sure you get that ball in the air. You can't have that ball be a ground out. That's simple. Run around second. Sometimes you've got to sacrifice bunt. Some players refuse to sacrifice bunt now. It's the dumbest thing. Baseball is more than just home runs. Baseball is an extreme situational game. 90% of what happens in baseball happens up here. The other 10% actually happens with a bat, with your glove, or with your arm. 90% of it is up here. It's a mind game between the two coaches. That's why I 100% agree with David Ortiz here. And this is obviously coming from one of the legends of the game, one of the big sluggers of the game. And yet career-wise, he only struck out 20% of the time instead of 26 Right, this is from a guy who you'd expect to just be hitting the long ball. That was his entire job, was just with the bat. He didn't give a damn about what he did in the field. He didn't give a damn about what he did on the base paths. All The only thing that mattered is that bat in his hand. So if we should be listening to anybody on this right now, it should be him. That's something we really don't get a lot of. Right? We got we to gotta listen to that. All right, players need to take note of that. It's that simple. All right, next bit of news. Justin Turner, this just happened a couple hours before I hit record. Justin Turner got a new deal, right? Let me just look up. I never saw the logistics of it, but two-year, $34 million deal. That's more what I expected. There were rumors going around that he was going to sign a four-year deal, and I didn't see it. He's 36 already, you know. He's 36. Ain't no way giving him a four-year deal. Yes, he is Mr. Consistency. But at 36, you're just gonna you're gonna hit the decline sooner or later. All right. Two years 34, I think, is perfect for him because he is still at an all-star caliber level. Still is one of the most consistent men in the game. Now with that, the Dodgers are now undoubtedly favorites to win the World Series again. Right, that's that's about. It's about you. You realistically, right now, can't say you have the Yankees or the Mets or the Padres anywhere with anywhere close to the Dodgers. Right, you can't. You really, really can't. You know, this team's just got too much fire. They don't have a weakness. If you can see a weakness in that Dodgers lineup, right? Rotation. They were great before. They got even better now with Bauer. Right? Outfield was always amazing. Infield just got better with the re-signing of Justin Turner. There's no weaknesses to their game. I'm sorry. That's a... That's a lock. All right. If they don't win, either they got hit with the injury bug or they just... You know, it's something didn't work. 
Yeah. All right, so as of right now, that's all the news I have for you guys, except for the fact that CBS Sports is saying it's not out of the possibility that Mike Trout requests a trade sometime this year. All right, the Halos have not had a winning record since 2015, and what have they done to reinforce the pitching the last few years? All right, they haven't really done much, you know. I think I honestly think we could see about a Mike Trout trade. Not yet, though. I think around the time he hits probably about 29, 30 is when he's going to let me let me just make sure. I believe he's 26 right now, but 29. Oh, that's way off. Uh, I I think we see him maybe ask for a trade when he is 31. All right, if they go the next two years without making the playoffs, I say he just wants out, you know? He's a very loyal guy, but if they're not going to win and he wants to be one of the greatest players of all time, you need at least some sort of winning underneath your belt. Not necessarily a World Series win, but you need at least something, you know, an ALCS or an NLCS victory, at least an appearance for the World Series. You know, if you don't have that throughout your career, what are you really doing? You know? So that is all the news for this week. And like I said, I knew this was going to be a shorter episode. We are at about 28 minutes, I believe. But with that being said, I just want to go over one good thing about this week. And I'm not going to lie, I'm having some trouble trying to figure out something good that happened this week. All right, I'm not going to lie to you guys. You boys have been struggling this week. It's been a hard, hard week. Right, a lot of personal stuff. It's just been a hard week, you know? Sometimes sometimes you just have those weeks. That's okay. Yeah? I'm, I'm one of those guys, and I've been telling this to people around me that know like that I've been struggling this week. I'm more of a guy that's just going to look at a problem, and I'm going to say, how do I solve this? You know, I'm not going to get emotional about it. I'm not going to sit here and talk through my problems with somebody I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to be like, how do I get through it? All right, and I'm trying my best to get through them. It's been a tough week. You know, like I said, my person who was supposed to be doing this episode with me bailed on me. Right? Not even a, hey, I'm sorry, I got to cancel. They just never showed up. Stuff's going to happen. You know, stuff is going to happen. That's life. That's business. You know, people are going to people are gonna tell you one thing and then they're going to go around and do something else. All right? See, I'm just, I'm, I'm lucky I have you guys. You know, even the people who only watch like the first 30 seconds of an episode, I'm glad I have you guys here. I wouldn't be able to do it without you guys. Like, you guys know that. And before I get off, I just want to say thank you to you guys. Because without you guys, like, this, what you're seeing right here is a year's worth of my work. All right, not only me, but Ari also. But this has been a year's worth of my work. Come next week, we're celebrating the one-year anniversary of the Pesky Pole Podcast. One year. We put out our first episode on February 23rd. Next week, it'll be the 21st. So I'm probably going to do it. Um, I'm probably going to do the celebration on the um what was i going to say 
I might do it on the Wednesday after. So you'll be looking at the 24th that I'm going to celebrate the one-year anniversary. So be in touch for that, all right? But like I told you guys, right, this year, we've I started this in tw June 2020. I started on Spotify. And I had five downloads in the entire month of uh, June. July, I had 62. August, 75. September, 71. October, 49. November, 23. December, 71. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere in January, I have 175. And while only putting out, what, today's Sunday, I had Wednesdays, I had um, the Sunday previously, the 7th, I had the 4th, I had 4 episodes, and now we're already at 172 downloads for February. I want to hit 300 by the end of this, alright, that'll put me on a huge up for the next foreseeable future. Like I said, you guys are still going to hear my voice twice a week. For as long as I can physically do this. Because I love doing this so much. Alright, I mean, it. it Y'all don't even know. It truly does mean the world to me that you guys want to sit here and listen to my content, you know? I had one, two, three, four videos so far. And, um, in February. Right? Episode 49, where I believe I was by myself. I can't, no, that was with Adam. This one was with Adam. I had the Gone Bridge episode, which is episode 50. I had the um, episode with the Soxtonian podcast, another one of my fans who just started up his own podcast, who's a really cool dude. And then I had last week's episode with, Ad, or Wednesday's episode with Adam. And through that, that's 172 views right there for me. Which to some people won't sound like a lot. They're like, oh, that's 40-something episode, 40-something people an episode. Yeah, exactly. I have nine people who are subscribed to me. Nine. That's insane to me. That nine people decide to take it out of their day to listen to me and get updated when I put out something. That really does mean the world to me, guys. All right, and like just doing this really turns my really crappy week around. And y'all never really get that. Right, that's my good thing this week. And that's what I want to tell you guys. If you made it this far in the episode, right, really take a moment. Just look at the little good things that are around you and really don't let them go. Because you don't know when they're going to be gone. Right? Something can happen and I can't do this podcast anymore. I'm not going to take that for granted. This is episode 53. God's given me the opportunity to really sit here and be able to do this. And I don't know what you guys like do for religion and stuff, but this right here is what gets me through. Alright? And if you guys ever have something like that, right, where you're trying to get through a really crappy week or something, and you guys want to talk about something like that, and I'm not going to say anything, just in case, you know, YouTube people know I'm talking about Spotify people. We'll see. But if any of you guys want to talk about something like that, don't be afraid to message me and talk. I will gladly talk to you about that. Like, I have my Bible just sitting here facing my door. So every time I go through that door, this is the first thing I see is my Bible. All right? 
find something like that. All right, find something like I have this podcast, right? That you can really just sit here and just enjoy 30 minutes, an hour of your time a week. For me, it's two hours. Two hours of my time a week, I do this. About an hour each week, I'm editing, you know? About two hours each week, I'm sitting here either following people to get people to follow me back on the podcast page, Instagram page, or I'm posting stuff. Yeah, it's it's great. But with that being said, it is 1.30 in the morning. I need to go to bed. You guys will be seeing this at, I'd say, 7 p.m. so I can make sure I'm there with you guys. But with that being said, thank you guys so much for everything you guys do for me. All right. Like I said, I don't, I don't say that enough. I really don't. God bless you guys. All right, keep him close to where you're at. All right, thank you guys. Roll that outro music. I will see you guys in the next one.